morning. Good morning. Uh, we are in the middle of Ecclesiastes, I think, as you know, and Ecclesiastes is written by somebody very much like me that just wants to know it all. They just, they're trying to understand human history and life using the patterns. They're reading everything from the library. They are checking out all the books and going to see all the plays. So I, I, I really, I get it. I get it, dude. Um, I want to know all the, all the things also. That's why one of my least favorite verses in the Bible, is, it, is this a safe space to say that? I have a least favorite verse. Uh, Ecclesiastes 8, 16 through 17. It's not my life verse. We're going to put it up there. I'm not getting it tattooed anywhere on me because um, it is one of those verses I just don't like. Well, I'm, I'll read it if it's not up there. When I applied my heart to know wisdom and to see the business that is done on earth. There we go. Look at that. Um, how neither day nor night do one's eyes see sleep. Oh, that's sad. Then I saw all the work of God that man cannot find out the work that is done under the sun. However much man may toil in seeking, he will not find it out. Even though a wise man claims to know, he cannot find it all. And that really, it should not come as a surprise to me because my dear pal Shakespeare was very much in an Ecclesiastes mood when he wrote, history is a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury signifying nothing. Don't tell that to your history teachers, people. Don't quote me on that. That's Shakespeare. So I was also trying to be like the writer of Ecclesiastes when I was in uh, London recently because I went to all the museums, all of them, mostly because they were free. But I went to all of them. And um, I felt, and, and one of them, the British Museum, which is full of history and culture, thousands of years, 80,000 80, items, and I felt like an idiot when I was walking around looking at those 80,000 items, and what were those items? Did they even make sense? They were interesting and wonderful and confusing items. And I had a map. I had a very nice map to show me where I was, and I had all the little placards to read, and I read them all, but that did not help me to understand anything very well. Everything looked like an old rock or a piece of wall or a head of a statue. And I want to recreate that feeling for you today. So I'm going to create a little bit of the British Museum right up here for free for you all uh, with a few volunteers. So if you'd like to be a museum exhibit, please raise your hand. Yes, Miriam, Miriam has already worked with me, and she has claimed the Rosetta Stone. So come on up, and you get to be the Rosetta Stone. Oh, I have, I have some other volunteers up here. So um, yes, thank you, Rosetta Stone. We've worked on that characterization. And um, you are going to be a wall. You're going to be a wall right here. Step up here. Let's step up so everybody can really see you. Wall right there. A wall, there's a lion on you. Very good. You're going to be right here, and you are merely the head of Ozymandias. So just, just be a head. There you go. Perfect. So good. So good. Excellent. So this was, this was what I did. I went back, and I looked at all of the things, but I and I realized that what I needed was a guide. And so I needed a really great guide, and I happen to have one later in my travels through the British Museum right there, and his name was Ben Virgo, and he was from Christian Heritage London. And he took us to see 10 of the best items there. There, there he's standing in front of you, look, there. Oh, look, you're exactly like that wall right there. Uh, he told us, he went and showed us only 10 of the items there, right there in the museum. And he told us the story behind each item, what each item meant and how it fit into the story God 
was telling us of the Old Testament and how it pointed us to our need of a gospel and a savior. And with, with my museum map, I could have gotten around the museum and seen all of these items by myself, but a map wasn't enough for me. I was the idiot trying to understand the tale with my own finite understanding, and I needed a guide who knew the rest of the story and could walk with me and show me how everything connected not just to history, but to God's, his story, and my story. And I thought about, if you're in a place of darkness, driving at night, would you rather have a map that showed you the entirety of your journey and where you're going, but you better interpret it right, or would you rather have a local guide sitting right beside you who knows the area, who knows every turn, who knows the language, who knows where the roads lead and where the good rest stops are? We don't need a map for our lives. I want one. We don't need to know everything. We don't need to, like the, leader, like the person in Ecclesiastes did, read every book. We need a map maker. We need a guide. I need a God who gets into the car with me and shows me each exhibit in my life for what it is. Just the next step, not a whole picture, just enough for this exhibit in the museum. And with him, with him, I know I won't be lost. It may look dark to me, but to him it is light. I may not recognize a single item, but he knows them all and placed them all there. He wrote the stories that connect each event. Each item in my Marshall Museum has been placed there and polished with his loving hands. They're just hunks of stone without his story. They are full of sound and fury, signifying nothing without his story. And with him, we can truly see their beauty, their significance, and their worth. So I challenge us all to listen to our guide. He will tell us what we need to know about the interesting, wonderful, and sometimes confusing <laughs> items in each of our life museums. And the stories are good and beautiful and full of worth. Thank you.